The Notorious OTV on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100, win $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use the promo code NFCBEAST for 15% off. Active until the Eagles or Giants lose their next games. Jump on it. We don't know how long it will last. And make sure to enter our World Series Props Contest. Winner gets $200 cash and a $200 SGPN gift card. Enter today exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And, as always... It's all good, baby, baby. It was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oaklawn. And uh, I don't know how to describe this with uh, who I've got joining me other than a a gang of people. I got a gang with me this time. Uh, Let's go ahead. Let's let's get... Let's start introducing left and right. Uh, Returning for his third time... From Burbank, California, Mr. Ryder Dave Burnett. Dave, how's it going, man? Hi, thanks for having me back. Hi, everybody. Then we've got a first timer, Mr. Arthur Estelori. Arthur, how's it going, buddy? Hey, it's doing all right. Pleasure to be here. And last but not least, uh, you know, we like to keep a high brow around here. And we invited someone, a guest who took a look at just some of the most mundane actions in life and actually wrote a book that took a really deep look into the Eastern spirituality of it. The author of the Kama Putra, Mr. Daniel Young. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for the intro. Yeah, not not a problem. So th- this is a this is a a first. We're taking a look at the Saturday Express Bet tournament for you know ExpressBet.com, the the uh, the ADW for horse racing. They've got a tournament this weekend that's a, a live bankroll play. So we are going to try to attempt to basically live bankroll play the tournament. Here on a podcast, uh, we're really we're really stepping into the unknown. We're, we're making a little bit of handicapping jazz. Are you aware of the music known as jazz? So it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit interesting, but but we'll see how it goes. So yeah, uh, guys, do you play very much uh, very much live bankroll. I know Dave and I have even split entries before. Uh oh, we just told him we colluded. Uh, what about you, Daniel Arthur? You guys, <laughs> you guys typically play these uh, live bankroll tournaments. I, I had qualified for one in Gulfstream in December of last year, uh, but mostly you know we play the feeder events, and so we played in a live bankroll event last weekend actually. So this is our second week in a row of trying this, and so. I think the difference is the rules between last week to this week with the addition of the horizontals. So that's, that's the biggest change. Yeah. Yeah. That's the- definitely thrown me off quite a bit actually, because <laughs> it's typically, you know, win place uh, verticals and doubles really at this point, but you know, they're throwing everything at you. So. Right. Pretty- for me, always playing live bankrolls. Like I, I'm a, a vertical guy. Like I, I love to hammer exact as I love structuring out trifectas and everything. The fact that you can, you can drop like a pick, six i could put out like 10 perfectly structured trifectas and some asshole can just roll in with the pick six and just ko me right at the end and have no idea that he's going to do it because all the money's in the bank and you have no idea what tickets are out there then all of a sudden you just see someone skyrocket up the fucking scoreboard this is going to be intense 
Yeah, that, that's the challenge, I think, is because you don't know what everybody else is live to, as opposed to the doubles are always paying out. So you can see the live leaderboard. The leaderboard is hardly live if somebody's into like a, the fifth leg of something. So it's really tough to know what you're shooting for. Yeah. So right. go ahead, Arthur. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if like half the board is going to be like with the same, the starting bankroll by like with the race, a race six or whatever, or even all the way up to race nine or 10. Just don't drop, judge. Drop all don't the money. judge me. Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> I got to think that that with a and we're going to go over all the rules after we hit our first ad break. But I have to think that the having the size bankroll that you're going to have for this tournament going into it. And knowing that you could basically put together, for lack of better terms, a, a monstrous fuck off pick four or pick five where you can hit a really high base and still include just a shit ton of horses, have all sorts of all sorts of coverage. I, I got to think that's what a lot of people are going to be swinging at. So it makes me think, what's the optimal strategy there? Is it, is it save everything that you have for the one? Is it to try to, uh, is it to try to, you know, really pump up the bankroll before you hit those so that you can maybe hit it at a higher base than someone else? It's, it's really interesting. And I, I don't know for guys out there who are listening, who are really new to live bankroll tournaments, like for one, they're the shit uh, for two. I mean, I, it's a real true test of handicapping as opposed to just picking winner, winners like you get with most, most mythical, uh, you know, win place tournaments. Uh, Dave, how are you going to fare? How do you think you're going to do? Well, I mean, I think the the benefit to your style of betting and verticals of betting exactus trifectas is you'd have the opportunity to compound your winnings. So let's say you got a trifecta and it you got like, you know, nine to one or something. Well, now you have nine times as much money to put into the next one. You could pump it up and up and up and up and keep building yourself, presuming you handicapped it correctly. With horizontals, you basically have two pick fives. You know, they've mm -hmm. given us 10 races. So there's races one through five and then six through 10. So if you hit the first one, whatever you've made, you can then dump into the second one or you can just save it all. But at that point, you're literally hoping that whatever it returns is going to be enough to defeat the people that are compounding their winnings, betting vertically. So there's a lot of strategy that's going to go into it. I'm, I'm more of a horizontal player by nature. And I think the horizontals at Santa Anita uh, hope, hopefully will pay well, but after a card, after this card, um, I don't know, man, this, I think it's just gonna be chalk city. And I think these pick fives are going to pay probably 65 or $80 and you're going to have to hit it 30 or 40 times over or more to stand a chance. I, I Yeah. Horizontal, the, the horizontal with, it's going to be bleak. With how much your horizontal tickets cost, you're going to be able to, to this is going to be like a, a million times base basically, because you, I mean, at 50 cents, your pick fours cost like 14 bucks on, on the regular. Um, yeah. What about, let's see, let's get a, let's hit the panel here. Uh, thin is in, you guys like the thin tickets? You're like the big chunky tickets. What, what do you, how do you play them? Arthur, go ahead. Yeah. When it comes to, I suck at horizontals, but I still play them because they're fun. Uh, but uh, I'm all about reaching for for big shots and stuff. So they end up being kind of chunky for me. Uh, definitely don't. I, I, whenever I bet the horizontals, I, I tend not to you know go five, six, five to ten times my, my bet. It's pretty it's pretty small in terms of the uh, the minimum uh, minimum wager. But then I'm spreading on some so massively on some races. What about you, Daniel? Are you, are, are you like Kate Moss then? Or are you like Thicker than a bowl of biscuits. No, I, I'm pretty thin. Um, I don't play horizontals that often, so it's usually like I'm happy if they win. If it's like 200 bucks or two grand, basically I want my picks to be correct most of the time. So it's not about ROI; it's about just having being correct. And I just don't want to lose 200 dollars on a ticket. 
mostly that, that's basically risk of, you know, aversion to that. So, uh, but definitely thin if I do play it and I've had a lot of success doing it. Horizontals are such just like a hot button topic. I, I love seeing on Twitter when people post their horizontals where they win like 15,000, you know, on like a pick six, but then you look at their ticket and they put about five grand worth of horses into it. And like, <laughs> you know what? Fuck you for that. It's still, you still got a decent return, but still fuck you for that because yeah, you, do, you do the ratio and it's not impressive. And we would definitely not, I would not, I would not share a ticket like that. If it was, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's the, ra- the ratio has got to be something you flex on, not the, the amount really. That's something you take to the grave with you. Like a, like a, you know, drunk driving hit and run basically. Yeah. I, you tell no one that you did this. You got away with it, but yep, exactly. <laughs> you will answer, you'll answer to some maker at some point for, for putting that together. All right, we're going to take a quick break here at the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And when we get into this, or when we get back, we're going to jump into this express bet. Santa Anita Saturday, no holds barred, Battle Royale, live bankroll tournament. We will be right back. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos. Odds and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, service conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Sports Gambling Podcast is giving you a chance to win your choice of either an autographed Lawrence Taylor or autographed Brian Dawkins jersey. Contest is completely free to enter. Subscribe to the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Sports Gambling Podcast. Comment on a video. Each video gives you a new chance to win. And turn on your notifications so you don't miss SGPN contacting you when they pull the winner. And make sure to enter our World Series prop contest. Winner gets $200 cash and a $200 SGPN gift card. Enter today exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome back to the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. So let's go ahead. Let's get into this live bankroll tournament it's on expressbet.com. It is a $600 entry fee uh, and you get a $400 bankroll. Uh, 200 goes to the, uh, I guess the prize pool for this. And uh, basically you have to bet all $400 of it. Uh, it's all the Santa Anita card. Any single bet is possible. Like we discussed earlier, typically you're, you're limited where you can't go much further than like a pick three, maybe, maybe even just limited to like a daily double. Uh, but now I, everything super high fives, every single weird gimmick bet, every single horizontals on the ticket, except I will say it did explicitly say no golden hour wagers. So while that's normally offered on the card, uh, they're, they're keeping all the money in house at, uh, at Santa Anita this Saturday. So real quick, we kind of talked about it, but 
Dave, go ahead. Just give me a quick overview of your strategy for this. I have 383 of my $400 reserved for the late pick five, which is probably the dumbest thing I could possibly do because every every single winner is going to be less than even money. Uh, I'm going to do a single straight trifecta in race three, uh, which, you know, for $17, if I hit it, that's great. If I don't, who cares? And the rest of it's just going to be dumped into a late pick five. I, I hate the early pick five. I don't think there's any value in it. I hate the Lake Pick Five. I don't think there's any value in that either. But uh, strangely, I'm going to try to hit it for thirty dollars or forty dollars. So you know, sixty or eighty times over, and maybe that's enough to put me on top. Let's see, Arthur. You, you're like me. We we live life above the rim, wagering wise, with all these crazy verticals we got. Uh, what's what's going to be your, your strategy for the entire uh, card? All right. So going to probably try and build my bankroll a little bit in the earlier races with a few win bets and doubles. And then uh, probably go for broke uh, for the uh, for the late pick five, depending on how much I actually have left. And uh, yeah, if I'll have a couple bucks left, maybe throw in a a, a super high five or something like that, uh, just to try and try and get get the rest of it. it a walk off super high five, like I I would cast a bronze statue of you and just rub it every single day if you if you manage to do that. Uh, Daniel, what are you what are you gonna do for the uh, the entire card? Yeah, similar to Arthur, um, try to pound the win bets early and do some big doubles early. Uh, see if I can get something on the board, um, and then like the late horizontal to the late pick four, maybe like a ten dollar base pick three in the middle. Um, I was looking at that and then spreading vertically on number nine. Seems like on the downhill turf course, just weird things happen. So just picking like a five way trifecta box maybe and just hope to get lucky. I mean that that's that was part I of can I can save you a lot of money on that. Just oh, put Connie kind of, kind of oh, Swingle on top. top. Yeah, yeah. 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 I had her as my A two, uh, but I had four other runners under. So that was well, my we'll, strategy there. We'll talk more about Connie Swingle uh, when we get to that race. But I will say her name makes me think of like a you know some trashy lady in like her late forties, early fifties who makes middle aged couples threesome dreams come true. Um, <laughs> all right. We've got everyone's strategies. Let's go ahead and jump into it. Uh, we're going to go by, you know, the guys submitted were nice enough to put Deuce a lot of pre-work, which, by the way, that, that is way more than I've had to ask any of my guests to ever do beforehand. So thank you guys for, for getting me your plays early so I could uh, kind of map this out. Uh, so we're going to kind of go sequentially by who's playing what races. And uh, kicking it off, uh, no one else wanted to race one? Fight me, you fucking cowards. Um <laughs> I went ahead. I did play race one, so I will kick this off. This is Santa Anita. Four o'clock post on the East Coast. Three o'clock God's time. One o'clock in the West Coast or wherever. Uh, but yeah, it's a eight furlong on the turf. It's the Lure Stakes. $80,000 purse. It's for California breads. And, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people are going to go just one way specifically with this race, and that's to Gregorian Chant. However, I do think that I can beat this horse, and I'm going to beat them with Prince Obama, the number two. Uh, right now, sitting at five to two on the morning line, I have a feeling that, that price floats a, a pretty good bit. It looks like the pace is going to be plenty hot. Uh, there will be a pretty good setup, and Prince Obama just seems to be an ascending horse that, from December last year until you know up until now, just keeps. Uh, stepping forward and really maturing and settling in. So the way I'm going to play it with Prince Obama at five to two is I'm going to go ahead and start off with a $10 ice cold exacta two over three. Then 
I'm playing a daily double into a horse that I really like in the second. Uh, so it's going to be a 2-2 two, two daily double, which we will talk about this more because I know that Arthur's got a plays that start in the second. And then I'm uncorking a pick three to kick it off right here in the first. Uh, it's a $5 base. Uh, I'm going to go with the 2-3, the 2-4-6, and the 2, and we'll talk more about the, the horses that we chose in those as we get to the, some of these other guys' plays. I, I didn't bring them here to listen to me talk the entire time. So You're ending with Burgoo Alley? I am in it with Burgoo Alley. Yeah, I'm going to beat Global Campaign. Yeah, I said it. I said it. Is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. I'm also self-aware. I will just say that. So that's my place for race one. Uh, and then, yeah, race two, I, I used the, the two night party. Uh, I, I, there's like no other early speed here. I think the night party hits the rail and uh, takes it a uh, uh, gate to wire here. But let's move to race three where our guest, Arthur, he's got his first play here. Arthur, what do you got for race three? Gotcha. So I'm actually uh, on race two uh, as oh, well. Sorry. No, no worries. So uh, I, li- I do like the number two uh, night party. It has, you know, seems to be a lone speed in a sense. Uh, but uh, I like to look at the, the, the paddock and go to the paddock and stuff and take a look at the, the post parade and things like, like that. And uh, because most of these horses don't seem like they, they, they've ran all that well, I'm going to take a look at the number seven, see if it uh, looks like it, uh, if the horse is live or not. Nothing about it shows on the, on the past performance to show like it, uh, uh, the horse could run. But uh, breeding wise, uh, 16% uh, uh, sire to, uh, for, for two year olds and as well as for dirt sprint. So if it looks like it's live, I'll give it a shot at a price. And that'll be my win as well as a double uh, going on to going global in, the, in, in race three. So actually, I, I do like the you using the seven time together there. And by the way, the second is a uh, six furlong uh, California bred $50,000 main claimer. Like Night Party, like we said, looks like the early speed. But I actually do like you using uh, time together because when you look at this horse, for one, it's got uh, my horse racing discord's favorite angle eased last time out. Uh, and then also it looks like a horse that absolutely needs the front end. And if it doesn't get it, we'll just quit. And I love betting these types of horses back. The reason being that if they do make the lead, they can get really brave and surprise at huge prices, despite some really dirty uh, uh, running lines previously. So uh, he's using the two and the seven, looking at them for a win bet. I'm ending my double there with the two night party who we both agreed on moving on to race three, where Arthur does have a pick. I'm gonna let him go again. This is the eight furlong uh, gold, Akova stakes. It's a grade two early in the card, eight furlongs on the turf for Phillies and mares, three years old and upward so I, I feel like everyone liked global campaign here but i know arthur had to play using global campaign go ahead arthur yeah so this is my, the second leg of my double uh i'm actually just gonna single uh i think it's going global uh it just looked like i, I think uh uh the horse uh, lost to avenue de france earlier uh but uh, it was on a longer race figured the cutback might work for for, for going global i know it's gonna be kind of short odds but uh didn't want to go too crazy here, as I know there's going to be a few more races I might be taking a look at. But uh, yeah, that, that'll be the horse I'll be going into with uh, the same leg of my double. It's so, I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know why I'm going against going global. Oh, yes, Dave, you have your hand raised. Yes. I Listen, I am looking at the morning line odds for the first time. Uh-huh. In race two, the seven, time together, you're getting eight to one on that horse. That is, that's a win bet. I mean, that's incredible. 
I, I'm surprised it's that short. I'm really surprised it's that short, honestly. Coming off of the East start, I know that, that Leonard Powell is the trainer that gives a little bit to it, but I'm really surprised that 8-1, to one, even in that small of a field. I, I honestly would have put this horse at like double-digit odds on the morning line. Yeah, and I, I, it might be because maybe folks don't know about Barrios all that much, but he's been hot all, all from Del Mar. And, uh, yeah. You, you, Blinker's you, off, too. Blinker's off is a huge angle. I mean, they're, this horse is – I think this horse is going to fire. And really, 9-5 to five on the, or 2-1 to one or whatever the favorite is, I <laughs> based on one race, I, I don't know, or two races, whatever it is, I, I would try to beat that horse, especially in a Calbred race where – you know, Calbred fuckery is is known to happen. I think the seven makes a ton of sense here. So, so looking at race three, everyone except for me apparently seems to be pretty like high on global campaign. Now, Daniel, you even though you're doing the waiting for the the horizontal later, if there's a horse like this that you feel like is a world beater that you can key in some sort of play, how do you sit on your hands and not not play it? Uh, teach me self control, Daniel. Yeah, I mean, I was sort of looking at the the win bet. Well, it depends on the odds for going global, but um, if I could get even money, I would spend you know twenty five percent of the bankroll if it's if it's there on on this early race um, and not wait. Um, and that 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 worked last week, sort of just taking an even money big bet. Uh, you have the bankroll on that, so um, that was sort of my, what I was waiting for. Um, but yeah, if if it's if it's even money, I, I will, I'll, I'll be on that for sure. If it's if it's three to five, um, maybe a double, but I'm not going to risk it on that. That's that's my thing. Is if I feel like it, the horse is a lock, even money is my price floor. Anything lower than that, I'm I'm with you. That's where I cut it off. I don't, I don't really because because I mean things happen. You know, horses get bumped, jockeys fall off, uh, sinkholes open up in the earth. There there are things that can that can cause a horse to get beat. So I, I I'm with you. I, I think if you do get that, it could be fair. But I could also see you know it getting absolutely slammed let me just justify my burgu alley pick real quick i i really thought that this ended up being a really slow place pace in that burgu alley possibly just goes out and sends with ramon vasquez up and controls this thing and maybe just kind of walks the dog the entire way now i know it's going to be tough because global campaign can close into whatever pace it seems but if i'm going to try to beat him that's how i'm gonna you know how that's the angle that i'm taking I'll be betting Burgu Alley to win, who's four to one on the morning line, and then I also I'm going with a skinny trifecta uh, with Burgu Alley keyed over uh, Avenue de France and going global in second and third. That makes sense. If he had to beat going global, I think that's the way that's the way to do it. Uh, Vasquez has always ruined my tickets, right? So uh, you definitely you know he's you know, him matched up with uh, D'Amato. Looks like he's hitting that twenty one percent. Uh, uh, for the meat right now, so yeah, that, that's, that seems pretty logical for sure. And the I'm, way the grass the grass has been playing at Santa Anita, the grass is if you make the front, you win the race. So that's a it's a solid bet. It's uh, and I'm proud of Ramon Vasquez. He's one of my Oakland Colony jocks that went out west and made good. Way to go! Uh, so moving on, we've been through races one through three. We've uncorked exactus trifectas, pick threes, win bets. We've done pretty much all of it. Let's move on to race four. It's six and a half furlongs. It's a fifty thousand dollar optional claimer. Uh, with conditions, and uh, it is on the dirt. Uh, Arthur, you also had a play for race four. What what were you thinking here? Yeah, so probably going to play a win bet here, perhaps a, a roll with a double as well. I love the number five horse, Safa's Day. Uh, the horse, even when it, it duels, it, it runs its heart out, so 
think it, I think it'll hold and not not fade. So I do definitely appreciate that. Also, I do like Traeger. I know he's, he, I think he's the morning line favorite at the moment and uh, the number one horse straight note chaser. I, I have to take a look at the odds because it is a myracehorse.com horse. So it gets to, it tends to get over bet, but it's Maldonado, Maldonado on the, on the first, on the rail and it's a speed horse. I know it's on turf, but I mean, that's how you get the odds. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. It's uh, it, I thought that there was so much pace in this race that it was going to be like unsustainable with straight, no chaser with, with Traeger with, uh, you know, you've, you've also got Safa's day is going to be up toward, towards the front. So is love sick blues. And I just kind of saw this as a, a pack of like four or five horses all sitting at the front and then two horses, uh, sitting, you know, stalking, waiting to, uh, to take the run at the dying speed. And those were the number two red line and the number four Albizu. I actually settled on the two red line. Um, I, I will be win betting this horse. Cause I do think that three to one, if it stays around there, uh, I, I won't be shocked if it goes a little bit higher, but even at three to one, I think it's worth the bet. And I, I just go ahead and I hammer that with a $50 win bet, uh, which I mean, through this point, I've, I've already put it probably, you know, 200 through the window. Uh, but yeah, this, this is one that I really feel good about and probably my strongest win bet, uh, on the card in the early that I used to, to build the, uh, the bankroll. Did you guys, what did, uh, Daniel day, what did you guys have, uh, for what did you think of this race? I, I thought it was pretty open. Um, my little calculations, but I was on lovesick blues on this actually just coming off a win and Vasquez as well. Just almost a jockey play. Cause I feel like he, he likes these kind of races, um, and just coming off a win as well. So um but yeah i mean it was five to one i thought it was, that was fair i was also on traeger as well so uh probably I get, this is the front end front end or back end of a double most likely for me yeah it's uh i looked at lovesick blues and the the knock that i had against it was i i have this angle that i call the lars uh it has nothing to do with drummers from metallica it stands for the los al rail shippers uh horses that uh ran really poorly from the rail i love to bet them back horses that won from the outside posts i like to uh, i like to fade next time out you know because i think that maybe they just kind of had it their 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 way with the turn which if you watch any of the low sal replays whenever they hit that turn they're like 10 paths wide uh going in the stretch that was, that was the reason for the fade but uh, i mean other than that it, it had pretty much everything going for it yeah, the, the fact that, uh, you know, I live pretty close to Los Al, too. We don't, you know, auto-fade Los Al too much uh, just because it's, it's like a home, hometown bias some ways. But, uh, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. That turn does go crazy wide, typically. All right. That was race four. Let's, let's go ahead. Let's look at race five. Race five is a, once again, one mile, eight furlong, $61,000 maiden special weight on the turf uh this one not for california breads this one's a open competition and i i I gotta so this feels like it might be the best opportunity to make money in a single race on the card uh you know there are other open races but with just the number of unknowns in this race the size of the field uh this seemed like if you weren't waiting to play a vertical that this might be the spot uh, that, that you take a swing with uh, just a, a, a big long shot or something. Yeah, I like the slap. <clears throat> I couldn't believe the slap came out at 15 to 1 on the morning line. That was one of my A's. I, I mean, that's the five horse. Mm-hmm. I, I was shocked at that morning line. <clears throat> I ended up on 3, 5, and 7 here, first piece. 
the slap and eastbound, which are five to two, four to one, and the slap is fifteen to one. So I would, I would absolutely use this vertically, key it in exactas and trifectas. Arthur, did you have anything for this race? Race five? Yeah, 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 yeah. I did. So I, I did like the number three horse. I know it's the. I think it's the morning line favorite as well. Uh, I just thought it was a little. Uh, probably will get to the lead first uh, ahead of the other horses, but uh, probably will end up playing some sort of double here. I like the number seven horse, uh, but I also do like the number four horse as well, which is at, I think, eight to one morning line. Uh, I think there's some value there in regard to, you know, having Rispoli on it with Glatt. And then, um, yeah, just, it's a, Euro, it's a Euro horse and probably needed, hopefully, I'm hoping that it only need, needed a race here um, in the U.S. before kind of, uh, before starting to, starting to hopefully get, get, get the wind going. So that's kind of what I'm hoping for there. Yeah, I, I'm going to – I decided the way to play this one was to get bold, really bold, with a ice-cold double, daily double starting in this one. And I decided to be uh, what some might call a chalk-eating weasel and using the three first piece uh, as the horse that I key here. Uh, first of all, where did where did Turf Mike, Mike Smith come from all of a sudden? I just want to point that out, that, that right now on the turf, he's hitting at like 19%. To be just an auto toss for me on the turf. I don't know if it has so much to do with uh, kind of the the you know the jockeys fleeing the California colony, like there's like fucking leprosy going around or something. But you know, it, it seems that maybe maybe he doesn't have as much competition and just my, you know Money Mike is is now Money Mike on the turf too. Uh, Daniel, what, what did you? How once again? How are you still sitting on your hands at this point with the with the? Yeah, I you mean, know, I'm- this kind of race. This one actually did have kind of open. So I was going to play the board on this based off of like, there's so many unknowns, like you said. So this would be one of sort of those live plays. Like we've sort of talked about like the tournament. So if, <clears throat> if like Musino number six um, is really long, I'll cover that just on a win bet, just to try to catch something. Um, I sort of have it as not being a relative long shot. It depends what the price is. So this is one where I'll really watch the odds on, on race five. You know what I really love about race five? is that the early pick five ends in race five, the pick six starts in race five. And I, I don't know, I want to be sitting there at Santa Anita with other people who are playing the tournament and just figure out by the looks on their faces, who got knocked out in the pivot leg of this, who was live to the pick five and then got knocked out in the first leg of the, uh, of the, of the pick six, because uh, oh, that's gotta be, that's got to be super disappointing. Naira does this all the time with their nine race cards and the pick fives. Like you better fucking get race five, right? Uh, or, or you are in trouble. Uh, Dave, did you have any thoughts on race five? I mean, that was it. Just, I think I can't believe the slap is 15 to one. So uh, I'm, I think I'm suddenly going to have a going global and then a couple of different horses and then ending in the slap for a pick three. Oh, yeah. I also got a pick three that I'm kicking off here. In addition to my ice cold daily double, which goes three into the four in race six, uh, the four being uh, big celebration. But I'm starting a pick three here, singling first piece, and then I'm going one, three, four uh, in race uh, race six, which is what? Chali, fun money, and big celebration. And then wrapping it up with the two four in race seven uh gojo one and uh i think that might be my race six play i don't know i messed up somewhere disregard i'll figure it out come back to it later all right let's move on let's take a look 
at race six. All right, this is this is Daniel's time to shine. This is Dave's time to shine. I know you guys are uncorking pick fives. So, Dave, what do you got? Chalk. It's all chalk. It's so boring. I mean, it, you know, we've been looking at this card for a day and a half now. Morning lines came out, and every single horse that I had I had singled four out of the five races, and they were all less than even money. It's it's quintessential Santa Anita racing. I mean, it's gonna it's it's gonna be the most boring Saturday evening, afternoon, and evening ever. Chimosa, the two horse in race six, is a great horse. It's perfect. It's flawless. Nine to five on the morning line. Um, done nothing wrong. The trainer specializes in non-graded stakes. Perfectly placed. It's got the right run style for the race. There's too much speed entered, and this horse is just gonna wait and pounce. I mean, it's. It's going to be boring. The only other horse I was even considering was the seven, uh, which is the horse named cast member that ran a really great first race, ran one race, did nothing wrong and uh, could conceivably win it on the front possibly, or from just off. But I think it's going to be really, really boring. Uh, I think Chimosa wins this thing probably nine times out of 10. Yeah, hey, I'm on the, I totally agree. This is, I start with a single as well. Um, I don't mess with undefeated horses most of the time. Yeah. Three for three. Oh. This kind of race is the race that I I hate the most. It's those juvenile, two-year-old, they have like one or two races in kind of situation uh, where I feel like I feel like something tends to happen. But I think in this case, I'm kind of I, – I had four going in, but that's before the morning light odds uh, showed up. And after seeing the morning light odds, I, I'm thinking – uh, Chimosa and Sell the Dream are probably the best horses there. It's gonna be one, it's, got, it's got to be one of the two, and perhaps a, you know, I'll probably I probably go a little, a little bit more skinny here than I, I, th- I thought it would. Okay, so race six, we had two guys who are who are singled. Um, yes, I'm I'm saying I, I want to mingle. You want to mingle? Yeah. Now- <laughs> we got Arthur going too deep. Now let's move it to race seven. By the way, I figured out what was wrong with my pick three. So we'll circle back to that because we were right in the, the middle of people's picks five. So race seven, the second leg, nine furlongs on the turf, the grade two Twilight Derby. Uh, this one is a you know race for three-year-olds. Uh, also, I, also, this feels like one of the more wide-open races here. So uh, let's keep going in order with uh, Dave. What was your play in race seven? Yeah, this is my spread race. Uh, I have two horses in this race. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think it's between Handy Dandy, which is the four, and War at Sea, who's the nine. And I think War at Sea probably wins it six times out of ten, and Handy Dandy wins it three times out of ten, and then, you know, maybe somebody else steals it. Uh, it's And then, you know, the morning lines came out, and uh, Handy Dandy's six to one, which is great. War at Sea is five to two. Uh, it's just boring. I, it's it's there's, there's not a lot of value here. I, I've never heard someone sum up Santa Anita racing in two sentences yep. like that. That was amazing. Home uh, track. Hey man, nothing wrong with it. Uh, especially if, if you like slam in short fields, dude, I, it's something I like doing all, all winter through aqueduct. I will slam just chalky exactas, you know, um, Daniel, what, what did you start off with or what'd you go with? Yeah, I, I went, th- I went three deep here, uh, two, three and four. Gojo Wan put me out of the last tournament with like a really gritty performance to take down like a four to five favorite. So that put me out. So I don't want to see him beat me again. It's almost just like in a spite play just to cover and just hopefully catch it. Um, so two, three, four, basically, but really uh, two and four are probably my, who I think will win. Um, but two for value. So going three deep on, on race seven, the second leg. 
That's uh, I will say I've, well, I figured out that that you know where my pick three started and who I was using. I I was uh, two four nine in here, so Gojo one, Handy Dandy, and uh, 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 War at Sea also. Arthur, what was your uh, race seven? Who are you using? I'm I'm the same. I'm similar to Dan. Uh, I lo- I like the two uh, for for a price. It's got it's it's the fastest horse probably or it'll probably shoot out uh, shoot out towards the lead, and it's, it tends to get brave. It seems like, uh, but uh, I do like the eight speaking scout. Uh, it's more of a defensive play, but you know, she's she ship, shipping over and uh, Hernandez is going on on board there. And then uh, Cabo Spirit. I, I don't know if I'll play all three. I'll probably play two out of the three, choosing between Cabo Spirit and Speaking Scout along with uh, Gojo One. But that'll be part of my uh, pick five. I appreciate you having a contrarian play because there's nothing better for podcasting than everyone just sitting around and agreeing <laughs> with each other for a fucking hour. So, uh, and also I do like the, uh, the fact that uh, this horse is a – Kentucky down shipper by way of Hawthorne. And uh, I, I'll tell you guys, I'm a dirty, filthy little pig boy for Kentucky down shippers. Love yeah. those horses. So I, I think you got some quality there. And I think you probably got some quality uh, at a price. I will say, um, you guys, if you're going to be at Santa Anita playing this, and if uh, Gojo One goes off at anywhere near the odds where it won its last two races. Like I, do you know if there's like a pawn shop nearby or anybody that will like, <laughs> you know, can you pawn your car briefly to just go ahead and, and slam Gojo one if they let the price go on this one? Oh, definitely. That, that, that'll definitely be a play for sure. If, if he's looking live and the odds are, 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 are odds are favorable and I still have some money left in the bank. Then it's, yeah, it's definitely hitting that. All right. So moving on. Actually, you know, I, I started my pick four. So I was building everything to this pick four. So I started off my, my pick four in that uh, in that leg with uh, two, four, nine also. So I'm ending my pick three with two, four, nine. I'm starting my pick four with two, four, nine. Uh, moving on to race eight, seven furlongs, the Golden State Killer Juvenile Stakes, seven furlongs for California breads. Uh, this was one I was just dead singled on. I feel like a lot of people are probably going to be dead singled on the exact same horse that I'm talking about. Uh, so, uh, Dave, go ahead and tell me who I'm taking this race because I'm pretty certain it's the same horse. Giver, not a taker. Yep. Yep. Who's going to be four taking to, a shit four ton to of money? Four to five on the morning line. Four to five. I couldn't believe it. Oh, God. Seven horse race, and it's a four to five favorite. Just pathetic. Do you think you get some price float here? I mean, as people see the four to five, do you think they instantly go somewhere else? Cause they're like, man, I'm going to beat this four to five. And you get a little bit of a creep up to maybe like a nine to five, something like that. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I saw the four to five. I'm like, ah, I think I'm going to go elsewhere. So I'm actually going to mystic flyer with Hernandez on there again. Probably my horizontals. I might still add, I'll still probably still add the four. Uh, just because I mean, it looks like the best horse, but uh, um, I, I, I watched, I went to X, the X, XB, uh, XBTV, watched some of the workouts for the uh, uh, for Mystic Flyer, looked pretty good. So I'm, I'm gonna take a shot there. I'm the, I will go ahead and say, I, I consider myself knowledgeable with horse racing, but uh, every single like horse workout, unless it does something just fucking bizarre, I'm just like, yeah, okay, looks pretty good, looks exactly like every other. Uh, workout of it looks like a horse running yeah looks like a horse running by itself maybe with a friend uh daniel what, d- are you on give or not a taker also yeah, i'm not i can't be contrarian either here i'm sort of just on the, on the favorites this is another single um just to get through um yeah to hopefully get some value in nine and ten honestly all right so 
That was electrifying stuff there. Let's yeah, go sorry. ahead. Let's... I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> hey, it's all right. We got Arthur we get to do the contrarian <laughs> thing. So I mean, at least somebody, at least somebody has some balls on this show. All right. Six and a half furlongs race nine down the hillside turf, probably the best track format in America. The Senator Ken Maddie stakes. It's a hundred thousand dollar purse. Oh man. I, this also seems, it seems like it would be a pretty open race. It seems like it would be. However, uh, I, I think everyone's going to end up pretty much on, on close to the same horse here too. Maybe pepper in one or two others. So uh, Dave, uh, you've been talking about this horse uh, pretty much nonstop. So go ahead. Tell us all about sweet, sweet Connie. Yeah. Connie swingle, or as I like to call her Connie single. I mean, this horse is a, it's a horse for course. Perfect down the hill. And one of my big angles down the hill is you find a horse that likes to go down the hill. It's a, it, I've talked about it before in your podcast. It's a very, very specific route. There's no other track course like it. Uh, there's the right-hand turn, then a big sweeping left-hand turn, and then over the dirt. Horses either love it or they hate it. And Connie's undefeated. She, she's an absolute monster on this course. There are only probably two horses in the world, I would bet, on top of Connie Swingle. And none of them are in this race. She's going to win this thing as quickly as she wants with as many distance lengths distance as she wants. Um if I was to bet vertically, I think Freedom Flyer, the one horse, is going to come in second. So I would consider doing a pretty heavy 3-1 exacta. Um, and then after that, I think it's pretty wide open. Uh, but Connie Connie wins this like 99 out of 100 times. This is another single for me. So two things. One, I think that if you're going to add something to the hillside turf, the only other thing you could add is like maybe like a pit of snakes that the horses have to swing on a vine <laughs> over. Maybe have to like a rope a rope ladder hanging from a helicopter that they have to climb up because it's just, it's got pretty much everything. And two, I actually like that you're, you're talking about including freedom flyer in a vertical, because I put together a little trifecta that would be like a wish list kind of play. Like if I hit something early and have enough to finance it and it was freedom flyer and Connie's uh, swing on top uh, with the nine wheeled in to second uh, Amy C and then uh, in the last uh, part of it, one, three, four, six, nine, and 10. And basically, uh, damn it, Dave, I hope you haven't been lying to me about this, uh, you know, horses who have won on the downhill turf before, because that's pretty much just how I handicap these now that you told me about it. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm with you on the Connie Swingle. I think with that trifecta, I can maybe get a little bit of a coverage if, like, Freedom Flyer could maybe sneak up all the way and win. Uh, anybody else? Race nine. Yeah, I had uh, Connie Swingle as my A, too. Uh, but, like, like, I feel like I've seen Maldonado win from the outside post on this course a couple times in the past month. So covering that and hoping to get lucky on uh, number 10, Aqua Seaform, shame. Um, so hopefully, maybe get lucky there. Maybe get lucky with the eight as well, um, just as, as an outside post play. But really having the three as the A all the way. I'm surprised that Aqua Seaform, shame has only ran 11 times. Like, I always say that, I know that Rudy Brissett trains winning horses and his horses win races. I've just literally never seen it with my own eyes when it actually happens. It's just like fucking Bigfoot for me. Uh, but I don't think I've, I've seen a card at Santa Anita at any time in the last couple of years where Aqua Seaform Shame it isn't running. So, you know, eh, you know. All right, Arthur, race nine. What'd you have? All right. So Connie Swingle is the logical choice. It's... Typically, I don't like betting uh, horses that are closer to the rail here, uh, but Connie Swingle has won, uh, I think, from the four post, and I think uh, it might have been the three post as well, but these horses ran as uh, 
started and won from from everywhere. So definitely, uh, you know, that's the logical choice. I have a, just a hunch play because I have no clue why this horse is in this in this race, and it's the number four act of serendipity at like fifty to one. I just want to. I'm gonna look at the horse at the you know post parade paddock and see like what the heck is why is this horse here, and if I have some money left over, maybe I throw one bet at it. But uh, other than that, Connie Swingle sounds like this, uh, the logical choice. Yeah, with act act of serendipity, I, for one, I, I like that you add for the uh, what the fuck are you doing here angle, which is something that I mean it's, you have to take account for. And then two, it's this is either a very deliberate move after this horse didn't run a lick on turf uh, to come back onto the turf, and especially on like a challenging, confusing course uh, after you know progressing on the dirt. So full field. Don't know why act of serendipity is actually entered so i I do like the inclusion there if connie swingle loses this race i'm not going to be around to watch the 10th race i'm going to walk into my car because i won't have any tickets alive at that point (laughs) so i'm not sure if dave has told you guys this story before he and i I, he and i got together to do the breeders (laughs) cup last year at delvar and uh we we watched nicks go walk away on the front end and we were just kind of shooting the shit we had the the sweet vip passes you know where we were definitely not wealthy enough to listen to the conversations that were happening around us. Also, turns out rich people have fantastic skin and teeth. Just going to throw that out there. Uh, but a man uh, who, in my mind, uh, I don't know, he, he I can think it was German perhaps, but he comes to us after that race. He like weirdly puts his arm around my shoulder. He says something along the lines of, like he was alive to like hundreds of thousands of dollars on a gigantic pick three bet to essential quality. And then he just kind of sadly walks away. And we were thinking about it on the ride back to where he's dropping me off in, in La Jolla, uh, where I scared uh, Acacia Courtney later in an embassy suites. And um, like, we're just quiet. And I'm like, so Dave, that guy's dead now, right? Like he, he immediately took his own life after that. Is that, he's like, Dave's like, oh yeah, no, he's dead. He is 100%, 100% dead. So wrapping it up with the grade three race 10, the Autumn Miss Stakes, uh, which I think this was a, a oh never mind, sorry. Uh, one hundred thousand dollar purse is for three year old fillies going a mile on the turf. Uh, a nice, fairly wide open stakes race, I thought to to end it. So, Dave, how are you, uh, finishing your anorexic ticket? I mean, it, oh God, this is what killed me. I was expecting Kyra Memories to not be the morning line favorite, and of course, Kyra Memories is the morning line favorite. Not only that, it's like nine to five or some ridiculous low odds. What is it? Yeah, eight to oh, eight to five, even better. Um, I landed on Cairo Memories. I thought there was a bunch of horses behind that made a lot of sense as bees. I'm actually going to spread a little bit. The reason why I have $383 in pick fives is a lot of them end with Cairo Memories. But as soon as I saw the, the morning lot odds, I was like, well, we can, we can probably beat that horse. We can probably get some value out of this. Um, so this is... You know, Cairo Memories is my lone A. I like Rhea uh, as my probably my second top choice. Uh, Rhea Moon at six to one, the eight horse. But there's four horses in there, the um, three, four, five, and eight that I think could conceivably do really well. I'm going to watch how the turf plays throughout the day. Uh, I'm going to see if speed is really holding on the turf because um, the three, four, five, and eight are all are all mostly horses that are going to stay closer to the front, and if Cairo doesn't hold on uh three of the four of my bees are going to be right behind in that first pack behind and then Rhea is going to be zooming up from the back 
And then I have four, four C's too. I never play C's. I never have enough bankroll to play C's. I didn't know that you knew that letter existed, quite honestly. <laughs> I learned it. It's new. I have 400. I usually play with like $16. This is $400. I suddenly learned He's literally just C's. been calling me Hace for years. Just not even pronouncing it. <laughs> the C at the front of my name. Um, but yeah, I'm going to spread a little bit in the, in the final leg here and maybe try to catch, uh, some, some multiple payouts on a, on a longer shot here. But I, look, I think Kyra Memories probably wins it logically, but I think it, the horse is also eminently beatable. And so I'm going to try to beat the horse. I'm, so that's one down. I'm crossing my fingers that no one mentions my top pick for this race. Cause I got one that I love Arthur. Well, how'd you wrap this up? All right. So I did like Cairo Memories the, the best here. Uh, and but I did like uh, Raya Moon as well, so those are probably the two horses I'll go with. I I wanted a spread here, but didn't really see. I felt like that, those are kind of logical horses for me to, to, to take for the for the last one. But I have a few other horses for my dumb uh, super uh, high five for later for sure. <laughs> That's gonna be the, the walk off high five. Is yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a smart bet. It's such a smart bet for this competition because that routinely pays multiple thousands of dollars. There's always carryovers there, so I mean, and there's always that's a really smart bet. Everybody, and if you're that's watching really it at the track, bring a baseball bat with you for when you hit the walk off super high five. You can just bat flip like KBO Korean baseball bat flip, like <clears> boom, <throat> just a full helicopter twirl. No one, that's two down. No one's mentioned my horse yet, Daniel. Who do you got? Uh, I had spread here too to try to catch value in the last. Um, my sort of value play was the number twelve of kitty katana which is a huge jump in class but this is my favorite angle of an ex flavian pratt horse that he won on previously uh to try to cover <laughs> I love that. that i love that angle that's amazing it worked for me last weekend actually um so let's see if i can run it twice back and it's a huge jump in class. It's, it's, it's a shot in the dark but that is my angle on number 12 is that oh, Pratt, pratt's agent booked him on this horse for the previous race so um yeah so 12 um, and then one and then uh, Rhea Moon as well. So a little bit of mix, but spread here to try to catch value, honestly. The uh, three for three. No one has mentioned my top pick here. I'm so excited because I get to say something that no one else has mentioned yet. I love the two. Tezare for Peter Miller with Jose Valdivia up. I mean, I'm price hunting here, but I really love this horse. Maybe sitting the pocket trip right in the rail, right behind the early speed is going to have first run. I, I'm a big fan of, of taking the shot at Tez Ray. I mean, it's not like this horse doesn't have back class. Uh, won the Jimmy Durante at Del Mar. Uh, just kind of went off form a little bit, but I think is rounding back up. I like seeing uh, the bullet work on the 21st of September and then two slow kind of leg stretchers going in, going into this race. So, yeah. Love Tezere. If I have some money left, I'll, I will win bet this horse. Um, based on how things typically go, I don't have any money left. Um, all right. Anyone? Anyone put together just a in just a fuck off insane bet for the for the last? We don't. You know, we don't have to get to super high five unless you have a super high five, and I, you know, I don't expect you to make one on the spot or anything. Yeah. So I do have the two in my super high five as there you my, go my number three horse there. And then I also do like uh, Pammy's Ready, which is the three. Mm -hmm. And then the seven at a at 20 to one, Lady Clementine. So watch the watch the Lasix angle on that seven. The seven needs Lasix to win. Oh, that's, that's fair. That, yeah. It took me it took me two passes to figure that out. This race does not include Lasix. And a lot of these horses came over from Europe or, you know, they race with Lasix. And then when they don't, they don't perform very well. Watch watch the Lasix angle on that one. 
was Fergal Lynch on Lady Clementine last time? Like Mid Atlantic, Maryland's Fergal Lynch? Like he was in California? Is that the same? Really? I would have thrown all sorts of money at that horse for the what the fuck is Fergal Lynch doing here angle. Um, it looks like no one else did because the horse went 41, uh, <laughs> went 41 to 1 uh, whenever the gates closed. It's an interesting interesting little play. I like it. And this is another Santa Anita angle uh, that, that Dave taught me, which is uh, crazy shit always happens in the last race. So true. I, I wouldn't doubt Lady Clem- Clementine's chances. But to wrap up my pick four uh, where I was three deep, single, single, I'm going three deep again with Nadette. Uh, I mean, this horse has been winning uh, group ones in uh, in France and in Europe. Uh, might need a little bit softer going, but also, I mean, seeing all that European form is kind of hard to uh, to to turn away from winning at uh, at places like Longchamp. Uh, Tesere, as I mentioned, who uh, you know, just look out Twitter if this one hits because I'm gonna be red boarding the shit out of it. And the ten Cairo memories with uh, Money Mike running through the weeds who's somehow put it together after like 50 years of racing. He's figured out how to ride on turf. So I was one, two, 10 here, um, man, this has made my brain hurt. Maybe even possibly bleed, uh, kind of trying to play this in advance, but I do love that, that we did this. Uh, thanks so much for joining me guys. Like I really, I really appreciate you, you know, hopping on, uh, joining the notorious OTV. Welcome to friend of the pod status. Um, now I need you all to sign up five additional friends and you know get me all their contact information who i will be selling to data miners uh for profit uh anybody got anything they, they need to plug anybody 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 written any books or uh yeah i mean you can google or go to amazon go to kamaputra it's actually if you speak german there's a german edition uh translated so if i had to pick a a european language to have that book in it 100 percent would have been german yeah in german it's called it's called the the kaka sutra in german so the german amazon uh you can check that out that's that is amazing yeah check out check out his book uh guys uh writer dave all the way from burbank arthur daniel Thank you so much for joining. Uh, thank you so much for hopping on the Notorious OTV. We really appreciate it, and we'll we'll definitely be doing more like this uh, again. Uh, you guys are welcome back uh, anytime, unless it's like after like I don't know, like eleven. I get sleepy. I don't want you to wake me up. We'll catch you next time on the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. <laughs>